we solemnly swear that we are up to no good. Welcome to the first episode of Nocturning Heads. I'm Abin and my friend Shifa. Hi Shifa. So what we're going to do here is do a bit of dialogue reading of Harry Potter. We don't need to go into the details of which dialogue we'll choose. I mean you guys will know of course. So why are we doing this Shifa? This is a tale as old as time when we were quite young and must have been in 7th or 8th and we had recently remembered basically how much we are obsessed with Harry Potter and it was during that time when we wanted to take it to the next step which is called the crazy step and we would um, in school at home on phone wherever possible we would just sit down and read to each other Harry Potter dialogues and it's been years since we have been doing that and haven't seen each other in a long time so this is just a way of coping with covid-19 stress and the fact that the world is going to shit so might as well do something that inspires both of us and i must say that this is for all of those who have grown up with harry potter who will now grow up with harry potter and who have lived with harry potter i should have known fancy seeing you here professor mcgonagall how did you know it was me my dear professor i've never seen a cat sit so stiffly oh, you'd be stiff if you'd be sitting on a brick wall all day all day when you could have been celebrating i must have passed a dozen feasts and parties on my way here oh yes everyone's celebrating all right you'd think they'd be a bit more careful but no even the muggles have noticed something's going on it was on the news i heard it flocks of owls shooting stars well they're not completely stupid they were bound to notice something shooting stars down in kent i'll bet that was dedalus diggle he never had much sense you can't blame them we've had precious little to celebrate for 11 years i know that but that's no reason to lose our heads people are being downright careless out on the streets in broad daylight not even dressed in muggle clothes swapping rumors <sighs> a fine thing it would be if on the very day you know who seems to have disappeared at last the muggles found out about us all i suppose he really has gone dumbledore it certainly seems so we have much to be thankful for would you care for a lemon drop a what a lemon drop the kind of a muggle sweet i'm rather fond of no thank you as i say even if you know who has gone my dear professor surely a sensible person like yourself can call him by his name all this you know who nonsense for 11 years i've been trying to persuade people to call him by his proper name voldemort it all gets so confusing if we keep saying you know who I have never seen any reason to be afraid of saying Voldemort's name. I know you haven't, but you're different. Everyone knows you're the only one you know. Oh, all right, Voldemort was frightened of. You flatter me. Voldemort had powers I will never have. Only because, well, you're too noble to use them. It's lucky it's dark. I haven't blushed so much since Madame Pomfrey told me she liked my new earmuffs. The owls are nothing but rumors that are flying around. You know what everyone's saying? 
about why he's disappeared, about what finally stopped him. Well, they're saying is that last night Voldemort turned up in Godric's Hollow. He went to find the Potters. The rumor is that Lily and James Potter are, are, they're dead. Lily and James. I can't believe it. I don't want to believe it. Oh, Albus. I know. I know. That's not all. They're saying he tried to kill the Potter's son, Harry. But he couldn't. He couldn't kill that little boy. No one knows why or how, but they're saying that when he couldn't kill Harry Potter, Voldemort's power somehow broke and that's why he's gone. Is it true? After all he's done, all the people he's killed, he couldn't kill a little boy? It's just astounding of all the things to stop him. How in the name of heaven did Harry survive? We can only guess. We may never know. Hagrid's late. I suppose it was he who told you I'd be here, by the way? Yes. And I don't suppose you're going to tell me why you're here of all places? I've come to bring Harry to his aunt and uncle. They're the only family he has left now. You don't mean... You can't mean the people who live here. Dumbledore, you can't. I've been watching them all day. You couldn't find two people who are less like us. And they've got the son. I saw him kicking his mother all the way up the street, screaming for sweets. Harry Potter, come live here. It's the best place for him. His aunt and uncle will be able to explain everything to him when he's older. I have written them a letter. A letter? Really, Dumbledore? You think you can explain all this in a letter? These people will never understand him. He'll be famous, a legend. I wouldn't be surprised if today was known as the Harry Potter Day in future. There will be books written about Harry. Every child in our world will know his name. Exactly. It would be enough to turn any boy's head. Famous before he can walk and talk. Famous for something he won't even remember. Can't you see how much better off he'll be? Growing up away from all that until he's ready to take it? Yes. Yes, you're right, of course. But how is the boy getting here, Dumbledore? Hagrid's bringing him. You think it's wise to trust Hagrid with something as important as this? I would trust Hagrid with my life. I'm not saying his heart isn't in the right place, but you can't pretend he's not careless. He does tend to... What was that? Hagrid! At last! And where did you get that motorcycle? For it, Professor Dumbledore, sir. Young Sirius Black lent it. I've got him, sir. No problems, were there? No, sir. House was almost destroyed, but I got him all out before the muggles started swarming around. He fell asleep as we were flying over Bristol. Is that where... Yes. He'll have that scar forever. Couldn't you do something about it, Dumbledore? Even if I could, I wouldn't. Scars can come in handy. I have one myself above my left knee that is a perfect map of the London underground. Well, give him here, Hagrid. We'd better get this over with. Could I, could I say goodbye to him, sir? Shh, you'll wake the muggles. Sorry, sorry, but, but I can't stand Lily. Lily and James dead and poor, poor little Harry off to live with muggles. 
Yes, yes, it's all very sad, but get a grip on yourself, Hazard, or we'll be found. Well, that's that. We have no business staying here. We may as well go and join the celebration. Yeah, I'd better get this bike away. Good night, Professor Dumbledore. Good night, Professor McGonagall. I shall see you soon. I expect Professor McGonagall. Good luck, Harry. A breeze ruffled the neat hedges of Privet Drive, which lay silent and tidy under the inky sky, the very last place you would expect astonishing things to happen. Harry Potter rolled over inside his blankets without waking up. One small hand closed on the letter beside him and he slept on, not knowing he was special, not knowing he was famous, not knowing he would be woken in a few hours' time by Mrs. Dursley's scream as she opened the front door to put out the milk bottles, nor that he would spend the next few weeks being prodded and pinched by his cousin Dudley. He couldn't know that at this very moment, people were meeting in secret all over the country, holding up their glasses and saying in hushed voices, To Harry Potter, the boy who lived. Thank you for sticking by till the end. I really hope that through this we were able to bring a little joy, a little smile in your lives because we believe that art in any form can save the world. We sign off here and we'll see you all in the next episode of Nocturning Heads. This episode was produced by Abin Shaikh and Shikhanasi and edited by Abin. Special thanks to Sayyid Muhammad Afnan for the technical support. The music for this episode is credited to producer John Williams and Warner Records Incorporated 2001 and 2002 for the original motion picture soundtrack.